Welcome listeners, viewers, bystanders, whoever you are, to the Florida Keys weekly show and podcast. We are airing, if you're listening out there on WW, no, excuse me, WKWFAM 1600 and FM 103.3 on Saturday and Sunday morning, 7 a.m. And of course... 93.7 NRG, 5 a.m. on Sundays. If you are one of those people, thank you. We love our partner stations on that show. And if you're listening in here on the podcast or want to hear more of the podcast and these shows, you can catch us at www.keysweekly.com. Speaking of keysweekly.com, I am Brett Myers. I am one of the partners and owners and janitors of that media company. And the people who make me look good are like the folks who are joining me on the show today. One is Shanice DeSantos. She is our producer. She's on the switchboard. And the Key West Weekly editor, the one and only, who was also nominated for Best Local Celebrity in the 2021 Bub- Key West People's Choice Award at the Bubba's Mandy Miles. Everyone knows Mandy. Everyone loves Mandy. We have her on the show. Now, Mandy, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back. We've had some big podcasts lately, and we've kind of gotten away from the news. So we know that our radio friends and our podcast listeners love to hear about what's going on in the Florida Keys in Key West. Now, recently, we've had people on the show like Black Pumas. We've had Derek Trucks. You recently interviewed John Waters. He was a cover story of ours. We had a lot of celebrities, a lot of things happening here in November and December in the Keys. But this week, we thought we would get back to some of the news that's happening, what's going on around town, Monroe County, the Florida Keys, Key West, maybe some Marathon, Key Largo, Alamorada. We are everywhere. So we are, and there's plenty happening. Why not share it? Now, first of all, it's Christmas time, holiday time, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate, it's the holiday season. And I don't know about you, uh, Mandy Archanese, but I feel like Every night, and I'm not complaining, but just about every night, I have about four events to go to. Absolutely, without question. And, and so, but I have not been invited to your party. I don't have a party. Okay. I, don't have, I don't have time to have a party. That's not what I was told. So anyways, <laughs> all right. One, one day I'll get invited to... One of these days I'll invite my boss to my secret Christmas party. Secret Christmas party. <laughs> so let's get one thing out of the way this week. We're going to talk about what's going on in the news here in the Key West Weekly this week. Mandy, you're always... have your You, know, you have your finger on the pulse of this community as, as well as our other editors up and down the keys like Jim McCarthy and Alex and who else did I miss? We have Charlotte Twine. Charlotte Twine in the upper keys. All Alex Rickard in Marathon. Yeah. Alex. So yeah, great team. We're talking about some of your stuff today on a, a bit of a somber note. Let's get this one out of the way, but it's also not somber. It could be uplifting. Mo the Sloth uh, pa- recently passed away this past week and he Mo was a Key West treasure. We call him a mascot. Absolutely. But he was more than just an animal at the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Department animal farm. He was more than just a mascot. He was more than just, uh, he, he was a, he was brought to children's events. He was uh, like an animal ambassador in this town. I mean, he was at every event. He was. So if you're listening and you don't know about Mo the Sloth, <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. They're, they're talking about a sloth in the news. Mo was a huge part of the Florida Keys community. He showed up to civic events. He showed right. up to nonprofit. He showed up to... Uh, Children's events. You He's known it. up in in Key Largo. They know him. They I think he was on the cover of the key, of the Upper Keys paper. So he was on you know, two of our covers this week. So we paid tribute to Mo the Sloth in a couple 
different sections. But tell us a little bit about that, Mandy. So Mo was a an exotic animal who was rescued and donated to the Sheriff's Animal Farm, which is the only zoo and animal sanctuary of its kind that is located underneath uh, a jail. Uh, it is also it is run by the fantastic Farmer Jeannie Sal- Salander. Sal- Salander. Um, she she has such a passion for these animals. She loves them. She developed such a special bond with Mo when she rescued him and somebody donated him to the farm. He he was her constant companion. I mean, sort of, you know, encircled around her torso and uh, shoulders for about 13 years. He passed away at the age of 18. They are doing uh, studies to figure out why it was a sudden death. He died in his sleep, but they generally die. They generally live about 20 years in captivity. So he died at 18. Um, Farmer Jeannie's obviously heartbroken, but this animal did so much to, to bring attention to the sheriff's animal farm donations, but also, like I said, as an animal ambassador and a, and our slow-mo mascot in the Florida Keys was, uh, was, was Mo, Mo the Sloth. I have no apologies for paying tribute to Mo the Sloth on the show this week. Mo was a huge part of the community and a really cool cover this week in Key West. There's a, it looks like a coloring book, like a, it's artwork, it's a drawing. But if you look closer and you read in the paper, you'll realize that cover with Mo and Jeannie was from Jennifer Potter. Jen Potter is an incredible artist down in Key West. She is the uh, author and creator of the coloring, coloring book, Color Me Key West is the name of that. And she was kind enough to lend us a rendering, a drawing she did. It's kind of a black and white outline looking drawing of Jeannie and Mo the Sloth. And then she had a great tribute that she put in the Key West Weekly paper that you can find online at keysweekly.com. Um, but that's also in our paper. And she had a great tribute to Mo and Jeannie. She was a big part of, she, she did, I think, uh, uh, Jen volunteered a lot of her time out at the animal yes, farm. She, yes. she wasn't just a fan. She was really involved with Jeannie. She's a friend of hers and, you know, a friend of most. They knew each other. They did. I know. She got to pet him. She, a lot of people, uh, Ralph, the photographer Ralph DePama submitted some photos that he had taken. He had a special bond with Mo. We also did a special coloring page in this week's paper on page 39 that lets people uh, take tear out the page and send a colored picture of Mo and Jeannie to the sheriff's animal farm. We included donations donation links and information if they want to support the farm uh, or if they just sort of want to want to send a sympathy card so uh, it's a sad note we've, we've lost Mo but he we had Mo for 18 years he brought a lot of smiles even to my kids faces I don't know how many times my 10 year old grew up with him and now a six and four year old they all have pet Mo and know him and it's, it's sad but at the same time uh, we're very lucky to have really unique and cool things like that and what they do out there at the, at the Monroe County Sheriff's Department and not just for kids. I mean, made it probably a big difference if you're if you're going to be in a, in a situation where you've made a mistake or you're you're incarcerated. Hey, you've got a program that gets people out in the sunlight, taking care of animals, making something Absolutely, bigger than themselves. Yes. Mo was a part of that. So oh, it is, and that's one of the you know one of the plum jobs at the jail is what people some of the inmates clamor to to be a part of one of the trustees that that helps run the animal farm. There you go. So we we are going to move on from Mo, but I don't know a lot of sloths, but Mo. Was my favorite. And I'll say that right now. <laughs> I don't know any slots. <laughs> so hopefully, and Jeannie, we're thinking about you, and hopefully uh, there'll be plenty of animals to come and uh, replace those smiles. But I don't know if Mo's ever replaceable, but we'll see. I know we'll see more of Jeannie yes. and, and more to come out there. Now, let's talk news in Key West and the Florida Keys right now. Mandy, I'm going through and looking at this week. Looks like one of the big stories, uh, a guy that I really like a lot. I think I saw him in CVS yesterday, but I didn't want to bother him. He probably 
thinks uh, wanted to talk business because our Key West finance chief, a longtime finance chief, is stepping down in, in I think, February or March here, maybe end of February. End of February is Mark Finnegan, finance directors and uh, the finance director of the city of Key West and the chief financial officer. That guy has more institutional and historical knowledge of the city's finances, taxes, budgets, what money, where we get money, where we spend money. Um, he's got so much integrity. It's He's going to, as as the city manager uh, said for my story, that uh, his, his are tough shoes to fill. And she announced his uh, upcoming retirement at the city commission meeting Tuesday uh, with deep regret. And but but everybody, everybody wishes him the best. Mark is just unimpeachable. Mark, Mark really had no irregularities, eyebrows raised when times were normal. Right. And for a guy like that, guy or woman, either way, guy uh, in our situation here in Key West, it was Mark. For someone to fill that role and do it through COVID and do it through hurricanes and do it through whatever it might be and still have us in a position. I know things aren't always perfect and everyone has a different idea on how, what, how taxes can be spent and how revenues can be raised. But I don't think anyone has ever questioned the job that Mark Finnegan has done for the no, city. It's no. been incredible. And, and for anybody to work for the city that long or to work anywhere in the Florida Keys for that long with no scandal attached to his name is pretty pretty remarkable in and of itself <laughs> in this uh, in this county, in Old, this island chain. Only Mark and Moe the Sloth are the only two. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's it. No, and so uh, we're going to miss Mark. He's irreplaceable as well, and not just because of the great job he does, just, just the internal institutional knowledge he's got, right. you know, he has in the situations he's been, he's been through it. He's battled tested and we're going to miss him. He's just a great addition to that staff and uh, hopefully we can we can bring someone in whoever that person is. And he does have somebody, he does have a few people in his office that uh, that hopefully they're hoping to, to groom them that so hopefully it won't be a complete a complete new person to the city but but yeah, he's his loss will be felt deeply. Uh, there you go. So Florida Keys Weekly Show and Podcast. I'm with Mandy Miles editor of the Key West Weekly. Now Mandy, segue here from Mark uh, a person who's not going to be replacing him because he's the city attorney and Thank he, God he's not leaving yet. <laughs> <laughs> Whether so, he wants to or not. So you wrote this week about Sean Smith. Sean uh, had his review, I think, by the city commission that he came did. up. He did. Mostly glowing reviews. Absolutely. But one person didn't score him as high as the others, and that made some news. Tell us about that. It did. Uh, Sean Smith was recognized for serving 15 years and counting with the city of Key West as its city attorney. He has lived in Key West since he was seven years old, said he was is still remains hugely honored to, uh, to be at city city attorney um yeah he was as his performance obviously is evaluated each year the city commissioners and the mayor the six commissioners and the mayor rank rank him give him a score in various categories of one to five four and five obviously being uh you know exceeds expectations and outstanding job um sean's total overall score was 4.66 out of a possible five so absolutely uh doing doing a great job by the uh by the city commissioners the mayor was more comprehensive and the most most critical in her uh, in her evaluation That's of him. Terry Johnston. I'm sorry, Mayor Key West Mayor, yeah. Mayor Terry Johnston. Yep, she was. Uh, she takes time with the reviews with with all performance evaluations that she has to do. But she did have some some concerns about um, about sh- the. She was frustrated with the length of time it's taken to get some cruise ship ordinances in 
in writing and she also is frustrated that some of the city's many many dozens of boards and committees have not gotten sort of uh, what she feels is proper training when it comes to parliamentary rules behavior on the board that type of thing comment so she wants Sean to step into that yeah I'm not seeing politics ever come into play in situations like that because how could they never Uh, but I don't want to speak out of turn but I don't want to say they butt heads, but maybe they they come at odds over a couple issues. They have, and and that's public. That's publicly known. Yes, they have been at odds over certain issues. So, and I'm not saying that's the reason for that particular review, but also maybe not a surprise from those I talked to that it wasn't quite as high as what the other ones. There there are some times where they don't see eye to eye, and Sean stands by his convictions and morals as a city attorney, and I know Terry does as the mayor. So right, right. and Sean is always very clear with the commissioners. I mean, he has told them, and I've heard him say for a number of times over the past. 15 years saying, I am not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you the truth, whether it's what you want to hear or not. So, and then the commissioners respect that of him. Yeah. Another guy who probably has steered Key West and the city through some, some different times, uh, challenging times. Yeah. I mean, we've come out better for it. And there's been a few times they didn't listen to him. And, came out and they came out us. worse. Cost him about 8 million bucks one time. Yeah. And uh, so without, without painting any more of that picture other than to say we're glad Sean's still there and uh, appreciate what he does. Now, big story going to the county level, leaving Key West, Mandy Miles, and looking at the county, one of the biggest stories this week that had different attachments to it and moving parts was the District 3 County Commissioner, Eddie Martinez, who had an arrest and some allegations against him earlier in the week and last week, and there was calls for him to step down. There was speculation, would he step down? There was a few who might have been supporting him. He finally, on his own accord, resigned this he past, resigned, this past yes. week. Yeah. And, and we also found out that the county commission doesn't have any authority to have removed him. If they if they did want to vote and, and remove a county commissioner who had been arrested on charges related to domestic violence, they, they didn't have the power. That lies with the governor. So Now, I want to be clear. Uh, these are charges. These are allegations. He has there not arrest, been convicted. But there's no conviction there. So we're not, we're, we want to be clear about that. Yes. But he did step down, citing uh, needing some time health for, for health reasons. Yep. And, and if that's the case, we hope he gets that health and gets, and gets that help. So that's Eddie Martinez. Now, that leaves a huge vacancy for that District 3. That District 3 seat, Mandy, we covered this back in the elections a few years back. He was facing incumbent Heather Carruthers. Yes. Democrat. He was Republican. And there was always a lot of speculation accusations that he didn't even live in the district, that right. he might live up in Hialeah, that he may just have an office down in Key West. Everyone knows this story. This is not yep, gossip. This, this is was, not new. This yeah, was public. Exactly, there right. was even a pending uh, lawsuit from Heather Carruthers about that. I think she just recently dropped it. I think it. she recently dropped She did recently drop the lawsuit, the so, challenge, yeah. So now at this point, the District 3 seat that's been left open by Eddie Martinez resigning needs to, will be filled by a government appointment, governmental appointment. Governor be, appointee, uh, right. Yeah, appointee by DeSantis, government Florida's Governor DeSantis will appoint that. Now, there will be a few names that come up and everyone's going to have an opinion, but someone that you broke this story in the Key West Weekly this weekend, countywide, that is a very intriguing person to put his name in the hat, and that was former city manager Jim Scholl. Absolutely. Jim Scholl, former Key West city manager two times, and also a former commander of, of, he was a fighter pilot in the Navy, but also was the former commander of Naval Air Station Key West, which is obviously a a huge entity here in town. So he lives in the district, lives in District 3, which actually covers the western side of Key West. Is the uh, is That's that county commission district, even though it's located in 
inside Key West. It's still part of Monroe County. Um, Everyone knows where Jim lives. So exactly, there's no yes, speculation yes. about that one. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He says, I live in the district. I can prove it. And uh, and yeah, so he has volunteered. He talked. He told me he said, spoke with some of his Republican friends in town and said, hey, listen, I live in the district. Um, I think I could be up to speed quickly. I've been paying attention all these years and have been involved so much with, as city manager and Navy commander. If uh, if somebody needs me, feel free to send my bio to the governor. And and that has been done. There's been no word on on the appointee, but he is a Republican, as is the governor. And and he'd be happy to fill in. And, and he said, you know, I just I just feel like you have to continue to give back to to a community that's given you so much. He he credits the good relationships that the city of Key West has and the Monroe and that Monroe County has with the Navy uh, for his for you know he said I'd like to I hope I can take some credit for that and but no I think uh, he he's the he's absolutely willing willing and able to do the job here's why you know, listen I don't know who else has their name out there yet and by this time next week there will be other names I'm yes. sure so I'm not endorsing one particular person we don't have that uh, something we try to avoid in media but I don't mind saying I really like Jim Scholl I do person. too I've known Jim for a long time He's a guy. Here's what I loved about Jim, Andy. So most of the time, city managers were up and down the keys, and we've seen a lot come and go. Jim's one they brought back. Yeah, like, hey, we want you back. Exactly. You know, so. I know. They didn't run him out of town and <laughs> buy him out of a contract. That happened one time. Right. So in Key West, they brought him back, and I used to love talking, and he would say this publicly, you know, in a very humble, not in a rigid way, but Jim would kind of half joking, half serious. You know, sometimes I'd say, Jim, I can't believe you. You were outspoken on that issue or that matter. And he'd say, Brett, I didn't. I, I I don't have to have the job. Right. You know, I, I, <laughs> I enjoy the, the job. job. I love the job, but I'm going to do it the right way. You know, if they don't like it. it, it Which is fantastic. It's sort of a nice, nice position to be in. To have someone in the political realm to do what they think should be done and do it with conviction versus because it's work, the right thing to do where they may get booted out or canceled or whatever the word is these days jim never really was worried about that it's he, a sort of refreshing change yeah and he wasn't bullheaded about what he was doing he just did what he thought was right and right he didn't have to put up with the nonsense to get it done he said if you don't like it you can disagree but this is what needs right. to be done and coming from a navy commander probably had a good idea of how to get things that's done, true so. exactly yes <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fun to see what happens there um, um, again, I'm not. I, I don't know if someone's listening and said I heard Britt endorsing Jim on his show. Uh, not necessarily. I don't know who else has their name in the hat for this. I'm just saying I like Jim Scholl. He's a cool dude. So. You heard it here. You can quote me on that. And Jim, you owe me lunch. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of Jim Scholl, there's a lot of just different holiday events going on right now. My favorite is all, and I'm so happy that it was back this year, Yes, is the Key West Christmas Parade. We Man. had a ball. We had a bl- great time. What a night, Mandy Miles. It was packed up and down Truman, up and down Duval. The streets were packed. Oh, my God. After one year without the parade, it was back with a vengeance for Key West's holiday parade. Everybody had. I got such a power trip throwing candy out to these kids. Talk about a rush. It's 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 a power trip. So I won't tell listeners how much we spent on candy, <laughs> but we were out of candy by the time we started around the Bayview Park area with the the Key West Weekly, Keys Weekly Christmas Sled, which is our golf cart. Right. And we decorated it as tacky as we could. No, it looked fantastic. And by the time we went about four blocks, we were out of candy. No. <laughs> it lasted a little longer than two years ago, but... Stephanie Mitchell, who is in sales at the Key West Weekly, is the culprit. She, she was, did fully admits that, too. Yeah. She's she's just throwing candy like it was, you know, going like it was the last 
bit of candy in the world and people were, <laughs> and people were starving yeah. yes so um other events happening we've had the military affairs christmas we, you can go on and on but one huge event this this week that i want to point out we talked about mo the sloth and i and, and again i don't want to make this a somber show but it was and it, you know sometimes you go to a funeral or a celebration of life and you're like man i feel weird saying this but that was just a great time they really did a great I job i said that uh, exactly so this this past week um, they finally got a, a, a opportunity an opportunity to celebrate the life of Cheryl Cates right uh, the late Cheryl Cates she she, she lost a bout with COVID well uh, it actually the memorial the celebration of life took place exactly uh, one year after she died one year after her yeah. passing and even uh, more so it was to announce her new foundation um, that'll be doing a lot of charity work and nonprofit and uh, raising support for those in need in the community we'll talk more about that one day in a bigger scale a on the show idea. but it was a great tribute to Cheryl Cates who did so much for this community from boards on you know Samuel's house and on and on fundraising and, on and everything yeah and she got things done yeah I mean, when Cheryl came you know oh man this is getting done because Cheryl's in charge right of it. right there will be no one who replaces True. Cheryl Cates in the community but that tribute at the Key West Amphitheater the Coffee Butler, Butler Amphitheater was something special that it night. was that's what I told Craig Cates her uh, her her husband that he did her proud with that that was absolutely you always hear celebration of life and you know it's going to be a sort of a somber fun, funeral type event this was not the case I mean this was non-stop live local music um, local musicians playing playing Cheryl's favorite songs with a big slideshow playing behind them on stage and I mean there must have been what over a thousand people there yeah and her daughters did a great job yes Just and I don't know if I could have done that you know if you put me in that situation would I get through that on a I microphone? wouldn't have no way they, they were so elegant and it was such a great tribute to her and so many people we saw everybody we knew she meant a lot to me i knew cheryl well enough to say that she i'm sure she was there in some capacity but it's the kind of thing she would have loved to have been at. yes <laughs> yes it's a party she would not have missed nope. that's for that and that's what makes that's what that's how i know she would have been proud absolutely so that we were honored to be there that was a great night and thank you kate's family for that and we'll be thinking about cheryl this holiday season now, what else is happening in the news this week? You talked a little bit about switching gears here about uh, Peter Max uh, was a well, you know, world-renowned artist. You had a really interesting article about Peter Max. Yeah, he's got. Week. Well, he's has a, he has a show running right now at Key West Gallery down on Duval Street. But what I found out just just this past week when I was writing the story, he is actually facing the same sort of what they call predatory guardianship as Britney Spears was. I mean, there's a hashtag free Peter Max, just like Britney Spears was dealing with with her conservatorship and and he's now in his 80s this iconic artist he's a holocaust survivor uh, he's rescued several animals he has a couple kids but he's dealing with alzheimer's and he he has had some court appointed attorneys to basically run his entire life according to his family which is circulating an online petition to to free him of this conservatorship i mean he can't get phone calls his friends have to sign a non-disclosure agreement before calling him they took away his two rescue cats um it's uh, his, his end of life and last will and testament have been voided. It's It sounds horrible. And uh, I was just interested to read the parallels between him and what Britney Spears was dealing with I, recently. I didn't even know what that was, a conservatorship, conservatorship until... Britney's news started happening and now I hear this with Peter Max um, I'm worried about you guys the staff here Mandy and our team trying to do that to me but <laughs> on, a, on a serious note though I would never have known that about Peter I know Max. and such such a 
incredible name and talent down here. A huge talent are, with his vibrant, you know, hugely bright, and he's done posters and advertising. I mean, he's been around for forty more than 40 years, and it's just sad, yeah. So you can read more of that at keysweekly.com this week as well. I know you're going to have that story up, Mandy. Yep. And you talked a little bit about COVID. COVID's always a big topic, but you had a, a piece this week. Actually, Charlotte Twine, our, our writer who covers the entire Florida Keys, had an interesting piece about the limited number of COVID vaccines for kids in the Keys. So I know a lot of people are, are weighing whether or not to have kids vaccinated or not. Right. But here in the Keys, there's an article there that's pretty interesting on those being somewhat limited. Um, yeah, they're still waiting for some of those smaller doses that are designed for kids. Absolutely. Now, Mandy, your article, you have a piece each week as well, and I wanted to get to that. What was your, and a lot of people come to me and they say, well, I like to read Mandy's editorial each week, and it means so much to me, and they'll be so mad at me if I have you on the show and don't talk about... Why, thank you. That means the world to me. Miles to Go is the name of Mandy Miles' piece each week in the weekly. Is it each week or every other week? Uh, Every other week, usually. So, uh, every other week, um, Miles to Go, because you are Mandy Miles, so I see what you did there. (laughs) This This week you had shows... That'll make you feel smarter. Now, tell me about why. Now, see, this is, and you'll understand this because of our conversations in the office that I have, I really have no patience for the, for the reality TV shows and the, and the drivel that's on regular TV sometimes with the Real Housewives and, and the teen moms or 16 and pregnant, some of these ridiculous shows that drive me crazy. So there are (laughs) three or four shows that I listed in my column this week that are actually on regular TV because I talk about how exhausting streaming TV can sometimes be because it actually makes you take an active role in select making a selection instead of just having something run in the background. But no, there are three shows. And I also put out a sort of a public service announcement that if you have not watched The Social Dilemma yet, then I think it should be required watching and viewing for all social media users. But um, but yeah, there's, there's three shows listed in my column uh, that are on the History Channel and Sundance TV that will actually make you feel smarter. I promise if you watch one episode, you will find yourself bringing it up in conversation somehow the following week and and you don't have to ever tune into the De- real housewives if you don't want to mm. I, the the holiday music turn i did not do that i had to turn it down the <laughs> holiday music on the background was was increasing as you were talking about your piece Pe- people are gonna think man she's really full of herself she turned the music <laughs> I up, turned the music up. I had yeah. a musical accompaniment so shows that'll make you smarter you have three of them one is the uh, the social media experiment. Right. Um, what's it called? The, the social, the social dilemma. Dilemma, which I've seen that. It's great. It really makes you uh, think, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I'll still get my fingerprint and my eyeball. It doesn't matter. Exactly. It's exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, and what were the other two? Uh, one of them is that's fantastic. It's called Indefensible. Indefensible. It is hosted. It's a true crime story, which true crime, crime, true crime is such a huge genre. But it is it is written and, and hosted by Jenna Friedman, who used to be, who's a comedy writer, and she wrote for Jon Stewart when he was with The Daily Show. She is the most killer interviewer in the world when it comes to a wry, subtle wit that makes you feel like you're in on the joke when she's interviewing somebody who's just clearly not in on it. Um, she reveals some serious, uh, appalling loopholes in the justice system with some of the cases she takes on. It's on Sundance TV, and I can't recommend it highly, highly enough. So um, you did not list Yellowstone in that. Article. I did not. I was actually going with sort of some nonfiction shows. Denise um, and I both thought Yellowstone makes you smarter. I love Yellowstone without question. I was I was just going with History Channel and Sundance TV nonfiction shows. The other ones that I talked about were some engineering that changed the world, and 
yeah, the the engineering that changed the world and some when big things go bad is when bridges collapse and stuff. But cool stuff that you can actually watch with a, you know, a, a wife can watch it with her husband. My husband enjoys it. And uh, and yeah, we don't feel like we've lost brain cells after we turn it off. Well, it's the holiday season. We're, we're coming to an end of the show. I hope those listening enjoy this. We try to mix a little conversation in with what's happening in the news. There's a lot more in the papers this week, whether it's Marathon, the Upper Keys Weekly, Key West Weekly. There's tributes to other people besides those we named, such as Paul Worthington. Paul Worthington, he helped create the historic seaport. He was a big, big influencer and owner of Schooner Wharf Bar. Yeah, so incredible name there and a great tribute to Paul in the paper this week. We've got our humor. We have top 10. Oh, the top 10 is great. You have to read that. Yeah, so you have to check that out. We've got great contributors. Mark Hedden, one of my favorite people in the world. Yep. He's just... Uh, He's dry and hilarious. I, I don't know. He's when a talent. You, he is. And so he, he and writes. intimidatingly intelligent. He's the only person I know that can write about birds and make me enjoy it. Me I, too. And I've learned a lot about birds. Me too. Me too. You know how I feel about birds. And so we do. You're not a you know, <laughs> not a fan. <laughs> you're support birds. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Mark Hedden's in there. We have Brad Bartelli, who does our history piece. Um, other contributors, I'm missing Manny, but there, there's so much in the paper this week, up and down. And we've just touched the tip of the iceberg. If you want more breaking news, you can subscribe to our Keys Weekly podcast. These are selfish plugs, folks, but we love to have you part of the community. Love you having to be a part of us. And we appreciate the radio stations that have us on as well. You know who they are. But if you want to check us out more, check us out and more of Mandy Miles at uh, www.keysweekly.com. You can pick up a Keys Weekly paper, any of the three up and down the keys everywhere. We have an e-blast you can subscribe to and get breaking news that we do throughout the week. Now, we're going to end the show here. But before we do, it's the holiday news segment. We'll have some other guests on here in December as we move forward and maybe talk about Toys for Tots some other ways to support the community. We're not quite sure who's coming on just yet. But, Mandy, I've got you on right now. Let's tie in your holiday. Uh, what's your holiday plans? Maybe you don't want to tell people exactly where you're going to be. There's some weird people out there. But <laughs> what, I'm not that famous. What's your holiday plans? And what's your favorite Florida Keys holiday memory? All right. My favorite. It's funny. I was just talking to somebody this morning about this. One of my favorite Florida Keys holiday memories was a... It was the Conk Tour train tour of holiday lights that goes through the town. Um, everybody obviously brings a flask or a Yeti cup, so there's plenty of holiday spirits around. But um, yeah, the, some of those some of those tours were my favorite times, probably 15, 15, 20 years ago with with some good friends, old boyfriends. Yes, Ooh. there have been plenty of old yeah. boyfriends, Brett. Well, that's, and, another, uh, that's another that's a podcast <laughs> I was series. Just waiting yeah. for him to start that. podcast series. <laughs> Miles to go. <laughs> So yeah. So now the uh, PG thirteen miles. <laughs> so the the yeah the the lighted tour the 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 uh, conch tour train lighted holiday lights tours was a favorite and my other favorite happens this coming Saturday is the Schooner Wharf Bar Captain Morgan's lighted boat parade which is to me the official start of the holiday season in Key West. All right, I want to include Shanice De Santos here. He's our producer. Dos Santos. Dos Santos. Always um, it's my Southern <laughs> dos. Um, we're gonna bring Shanice in here. Shanice. You are a conch. Uh, you've been here most of your life uh, by way of South Africa. What is your favorite Florida Keys holiday memory? 
You know what? My favorite thing is actually Christmas trees because I've never seen a real Christmas tree until I moved here. Really? We have, well, we don't have them down there. Uh-huh. And if you do, they're super expensive to import. So just like to see a real Christmas tree and have the house actually smell nice, like real good. Christmas, that's pretty special. Fun. That's it's awesome. not really keezy, but it's different when you're not from here. It's true. <laughs> and actually, we don't actually technically have fir trees down here in the Keys. They have to be imported each year from North yeah, Carolina. Exactly. So we make it Christmassy down here. Uh, with the exception of one huge fir tree in town, and that may be another story. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but our friend Eli at, Eli at Sins may have something. If you ever go to Sins and get a great burrito or taco, there's a plug for Eli. But he's he is the overseer of maybe the most famous fir tree in Key West. It should be interesting. I just, I've only heard parts of this, so I don't, I'm, I'm not in the loop entirely yet. I'll tell you, my favorite uh, holiday memories here uh, for me as we wrap up, and now I have kids, so obviously the 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 kid part of my holiday memories here of them coming down and doing Christmas stuff is always going to be tops. But we, for years, I came down with First State Bank back in years ago. That's what brought me to the Keys. I was in banking back in those days, and they were crazy enough to hire me, and they were great to me. I love First State Bank and still a great family um, that that I still appreciate today. But back in those days, they would bring you down, like if I was in Marathon at the time, this is going back 15 years ago, but uh, they would bring down their entire staff up and down the Keys. And if you lived outside of Key West, you would stay down here, and they'd nice. have a huge Christmas party at A&B. Lobster, uh, and the boat parade would be the same night as the boat parade. Wow, so that's have this fancy! Incredible Christmas holiday party uh, with Christmas lights and all that stuff. And the boat parade would come by as you were up there partying. That's at killer! Yeah, and those were some of the best. Christmas parties, holiday parties that uh, you could ask for in the Florida Keys. So that's those, those were a lot of fun. And so, do we have reservations for Saturday night for the weekly at A and B Lobster House? Uh, I don't know. You're gonna have to call Travis <laughs> Dahl over there and ask him. Um, one of my favorite places, though. You can't. Beat it is. It. I know you can't. So, all right, we're plugging people. We're talking about memories. We're going to get off this. I hope you've enjoyed hanging out with myself, Brett Myers, Denise, uh, Shanice Dos Santos, and Mandy Miles, the editor here in Key West. I uh, appreciate everyone listening on our partner radio stations that we love, and I appreciate you reading the Keys Weekly newspapers. Again, check us out at keysweekly.com if you would like to see this again. Again, if you're at WKWFAM 1600 or 103.3, FM. I appreciate you being there. And of course, 93.7 NRG. Thank you folks for listening into those stations. And most of all, happy holidays. Absolutely. You got it. Thanks for having me, Brett. See or listen or talk to everyone soon. Thanks.